on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime. Time. Got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now Raw Mind Sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close like a coach's assistant. You want to be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is Raw Mind Sports, another edition. Welcome to another edition of Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Jones. Happy Monday, folks. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, people, man. We get my people in, get my... my Viewers in here real quick to um look at this man. Great weekend in the NBA. Another great weekend in the NFL. Can we go ahead and start with that first? <clears throat> Got a few topics I want to talk about in the NFL. Well, NBA and multiple topics in the NFL. A few teams I want to discuss and some things that happened this weekend in the NFL. Week two is pretty good, people. Week two is really, really good this week. Um, I really was pretty excited and, and happy about, you know, what went on this weekend in the field. So I hope you guys are um, enjoying your Monday. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get it started. Let's talk about the NBA. The Boston Celtics, the Boston Celtics people, they weathered the storm and they found a way to win. Saturday, much needed, or they were going home. Elimination time was coming up, and now they get a good break. I think they don't play till Wednesday. So that's Sunday, Monday today, Tuesday tomorrow, and they go back Wednesday. Same thing for the Lakers. Lakers don't play against Thursday. Till Thursday, so. I felt like it was a much-needed rest for both teams, even though the Lakers are actually ahead. Denver had a chance to tie the series. But we all know what happened there. They they blew it. Gave AD a chance to have a very, very clutch moment. So, I'm um, – you can't count out Denver, right? But to me personally, I think the clock didn't struck 12 on them. I don't think they're coming back in this series. I don't think they're going to be able to come back and beat the Lakers. Like they've been doing up these the past two series, I don't think the Lakers are built for them to, to come back on them. I see the Lakers getting to the championship, and if they got to wear these mumble jerseys one more time, ain't nobody beating these guys in these mumble jerseys. So if they got to wear the mumble jerseys, you can be rest assured it's going to be another win at least. So – Denver, you had a good run. Maybe you could make me change my mind. Maybe change my mind. But I, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Good luck, um, Denver. You're going to need it. You're definitely going to need it right now, especially giving the Lakers this type of lead right now before they go on here to get the brooms out. And I, I hate the people who just didn't want to see this, but, hey, let's be clear. LeBron James is going back to the NBA Finals. The LeBron James and the LA Lakers, AD, whoever you want to call the leader, which we all know truly, LeBron James is the leader of that team regardless. 
He's going back. He's going back to the finals. Now I'm going to get into football talk, people. I've been waiting for this. First and foremost, I'm going to start off with a 1 o'clock game. No, first, 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 people. I'm sorry. Preseason definitely needs to happen next year. I haven't seen a lot of guys get hurt. A lot of guys from Fort Niners got hurt, but we ain't going to even get into that conversation right now. It's a lot of teams that had key players to get hurt that's out for the season. I'm, I'm feeling really, really, really sorry for a lot of um, NFL teams who getting these serious injuries early. And it lets you know preseason is a must. Preseason needs to be there. So, I mean, I feel like that's, that's, that's a need. That's a need. That's a need, people. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what I did. I did. <sighs> All right, there we go. That's the need right there, people. So I, I, I just feel like that we have to keep certain players healthy to get these guys even back to the big game. If they don't get back to the big game and players keep getting hurt, that's going to be a, a serious problem for teams that's trying to get back. Four Niners are a part of it, but maybe they'll get together sooner or later. So I'm, I'm assuming that the 49ers are going to still be able to make things happen. That's one thing. But it was a lot of other teams. Christian McCaffrey going out for multiple games. Like I said at the beginning of the season, I like the Panthers to try to fight it off or do something. But as right now, unless something changes, you know how I know it's just we two. So I'm not trying to tell people to just quit or just think this is how the season's going to go. We don't know what's going to happen by week eight, week nine. I started predicting teams, playoffs, who's really good by then. But I'm still going to talk on a week-to-week basis. But with that being said, the Panthers, you are officially in panic mode. Your star player is out for a couple of weeks. The guys you give the ball a lot to in the passing game and in the, in the backfield, He's gone for a couple of weeks, which means you need to be preparing for the draft. Raw thoughts, Carolina Panthers, start preparing for the draft. You start looking at teams, players, and get ready to find your good player in the draft because you can't have a player like that out. And maybe y'all shot me and win games. I might, I ain't going to be shot me still winning any more games without Chris McCaffrey. I mean, these games while he's out, I feel like you're going to lose some of these games. Well, you're going to lose these games. That's my raw thoughts. And you're in the same division with the Saints and the Bucks. You're giving them more advantage, putting themselves in position to try to win the division in the NFC South. So get ready for the draft. And it's okay. It happens. Rebuilding is not a problem. Many teams have done it. So it's okay for you to do it again this year. It's okay. Relax. We didn't say you're going to win the Super Bowl anyway. You say you're going to win the Super Bowl, but I didn't say you're going to win the Super Bowl. So it happens. Um, now I'm going to get to the games. Right now, man, oh, man, oh, man, the Dallas Cowboys made a tremendous comeback against the Atlanta Falcons. Do I commend the Dallas Cowboys on the comeback or do I commend the Atlanta Falcons on the meltdown? They had a great game, 450 passing yards in the game, one TD. Now my next thing is with Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, you already on the on thin ice. 
You already don't think nice, right? You don't think nice. You made it through last year. Now you're still having meltdowns this year. You had a meltdown in the Super Bowl. They want to say you blame Kyle Shanahan. Had a meltdown last year. Your team just didn't play well last year. Now you have a meltdown against, of all teams, the Dallas Cowboys. The one team you just don't have a meltdown against because we know how that goes in the media world. And I'm still trying to figure out, like, how this guy didn't find a way to make a jump on the ball. I don't know. But either way, I'm just saying it should never got to an onside kick. You should have closed out the game way before then. And you didn't. So I'm going there. You had plenty of times to close out the game. And you didn't close out the game. Then you you got it to where you had that they had to kick an onside kick to beat you, which it should never got there. Dan Quinn, you are a defensive coordinator, so I'm I'm going here. Dak Prescott had 450 yards on you in the passing game. When you got hired to the Atlanta Falcons a few years ago, they got you there as to bring defense to the team. I know you're the head coach. Your 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 gift or your craft is defense. So you had Kyle Shanahan there at first, right? Kyle Shanahan had the offense. You pretty much was doing things on the defensive end and kind of giving your, your, your take on it, right? Now you're the head coach. And even though you have people on the offensive end, you could probably got a defense coordinator. You still, as a head coach, you know, sometimes usually, and from what I've been seeing lately in head coach, most head coaches are like great leaders. But when things get out of hand, if, now if things going well, they let their offensive coordinator and the DCs handle everything. But when things get out of hand, you, you step in. Like, hey, look, we got to do something or stop. That's why I come to you as the leadership role right now. Like, you're the head coach. No matter what happens, that collapse should never happen. You should have been trying to figure out what's going on. How did it happen? Again, you on thin ice. The clock is almost 12 for you. And you'll be like Thanos. You'll be gone. You absolutely don't have no error or no room for error, as I should say. At this very moment. Or you might be gone before the season. You might be gone week five. Last thing you need right now, ain't like with the Panthers, okay, they they, they play bad. Their, their head coach still be there. They're rebuilding. But you, it, it's, it's been not, it's not have, it hasn't been a horrible season, but let's be clear, it hasn't been what it needed to be. So sometimes you still need changes. And last year was bad. And this year is looking like that too. You as the leader on the defensive end, even if the offense does that job, you got to find a way to close games out on the defensive end. Dan Quinn, that's what you did. That's what you did in Seattle. They're expecting you to bring something, draft people, to build a team to where, like, you can build them in a way to where you can win football games and try to stop teams like the Saints and now the Buccaneers. And you're, or you are, like, on this thin line, this thin line, to where, like, you again, you don't have no room for error. And if you don't get it together like now, if you have another meltdown like this, you go. You, if they don't get rid of you during the season, you can rest assured you would not be returning as the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons next year. And you can't blame Kyle Shanahan, although Kyle Shanahan, people probably say he had a meltdown in the Super Bowl last year. Kyle Shanahan ain't got to do with this. This your own meltdown. Now, you got to figure it out quickly. You don't have no time left to do anything wrong. And I'm just letting you know now. You don't have no time left. That's on the ladder.
Now I'm going to Cowboys. I like that. I like the offense. I like what they got going on. But I'm going to be raw thoughts. I don't trust Mike McCarthy. I don't know if Mike McCarthy is the right coach for the Cowboys. I know it's just week two. I didn't even like him when he was coaching the Green Bay. And I really think, like, this is a different scenario because Mike McCarthy calls his own plays. Some plays could be good. Some plays could be bad. He can make dumb decisions as a head coach. I really just think in Green Bay, for all those years, after they won the first Super Bowls, even during that time frame, I really think that was an Aaron Rodgers thing. I really feel like if Mike McCarthy was calling plays, Aaron Rodgers would literally audible out of the plays he ran and run his own play, and it's actually became successful. People probably thought it was Mike McCarthy play, but it really probably was Aaron Rodgers being the Hall of Fame quarterback he is and making things happen, which is what he's doing now. Still making things happen, even with Matt LaFleur as a coach. So I'm really thinking, like, Mike McCarthy, not really what people think he is. I really think Aaron Rodgers was just – he was just a coach in a position. I really think – you know, they said Mike McCarthy was office coordinator one time. I really think that Aaron Rodgers just did his own thing. Whatever he said, yeah, you said it, but I'm going to move it out of here. And it came down to what great, great quarterbacks do that. So when people made this hire, making it seem like Mike McCarthy was like this, the only thing he's helping is that's, that played well last year when it comes to numbers. But he's going to throw the ball a lot. But I don't see Dak not listening to him sometimes, like Aaron Rodgers. I don't see that. He's still a young quarterback. He st- he, didn't he get paid? Yeah, he still didn't get paid. He is he's 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 good. But I'm just saying in general, I it's something about Mike McCarthy I just don't trust. And I don't know what it is, but I don't feel like he's the perfect coach for the Cowboys. Even looking at this game, seeing this meltdown, and y'all, and let's be clear, Cowboy fans. We gotta think the Atlanta Falcons are having this dumb meltdown. Or we'll be still sitting here fussing. And I'm not gonna credit Mike McCarthy for that comeback win. We knew that was still pushing the ball down the field with the guys you have. I'm not going to – Mike McCarthy is just happy that y'all won because it, it, it saved him in a way. Not saying he's going to get fired. No, I'm not saying he's going to get fired. It probably just saved a lot of conversation about him. You know, it just saved a lot of conversation not to talk about him anymore because they end up pulling out the win. People still talking, but it's not going to be talking this much. They lost yesterday. They've really been – he really would have been like the, the focal point of talking as a coach of the team. He really ain't doing as much nothing different than Jason Garrett is. He's just throwing the ball a lot more. I really don't see a difference yet. And I know the season early. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a Cowboy elite week six, week seven, to really see what they really are under Mike McCarthy. But me personally, even in um, Green Bay, I never really liked Mike McCarthy, my personal opinion. Like, I didn't feel like he was a guy that could lead you to the promised land. I just felt like Aaron Rodgers did what he wanted to do. Aaron Rodgers was good. He probably allowed Aaron Rodgers to do what he wanted to do, and that's how it happened. Or if he didn't, now Aaron Rodgers would audible out of things and do things on his own. That's what I felt with that. So I'm not sold on Mike McCarthy. Cowboy fans, y'all just pray that he does better. That's all I got on this Cowboy and Atlanta Falcons game in week two. Now, Seattle and the Pacers, man, what a game. What a game, people. What a game. What a game. Man. I'm going to be honest, man. At the end of that, that, that last drive in the Seattle and the Patriots game, I was really rooting for Cam Newton, something I really don't do. I, I actually like the Cam Newton yesterday that I haven't seen in a while. I like his accuracy. I like how he was moving the ball down the field with his own, not just his legs. They got something special in New England. It's to keep it up. If they can keep this type of game up, 
This style of play up. I mean, I mean, the Buffalo Bills are, are good. But I'm not sure. I would not be sure if the Patriots win the AFC East with this team. I knew yesterday they was going to be playing against a tough quarterback in Russell Wilson, Russell Russell, in Seattle. So I didn't know what was going to go on. But I actually like watching Cam Newton yesterday play the quarterback position. And that's rough for me, my raw thoughts. But I actually like how he was moving the ball down the field. Like people were saying today that, you know, Tom Brady, these, these receivers that they had here wasn't for Tom Brady, but Cam Newton making them look a little – Look pretty good, or they just believe in Cam, but they they look they look okay. You know, he didn't have James White because of the situation with his father. By the way, I'm not, I'm, I, I I don't I have prayers for him because I know a lot of people. Anybody we lose a family member, you know that that, that definitely hurts. So that's for anybody. So I, I get it. Whether you're pro, or if you're a human being, just a regular guy, whatever, you know that's you know that's a, that's a touching moment. So prayers with Mr. White, but. On a level of like seeing Cam with the Patriots, I never thought how it would work. I didn't think it was going to be good. And that's just two games. But I know it's going to get better. I really think that Bill Belichick is going to tweak the defense. And people keep forgetting, like, Bill Belichick lost a lot of starters because people opted out because of the COVID, of the pandemic. So now he's really working with second stringers. And which, this is what Bill Belichick does anyway. So this is not a big deal to him. He'll find a way to make it happen. He's a strategic coach, but I think this year is going to be more so of depending. This is going to be one of the – I might be shocked, but I don't think the defense will be that great this year. I just think they'll do enough, which is usually the, the normal with, with the, uh, the Patriots. But this year they'll definitely do enough. But I really think they're going to be banking on Cam Newton to lead in the victory or the offense to find a way to lead in the victory. So – I, I I feel like that's what it's going to be. And I feel like Bill Belichick is still going to game plan. Again, the season is still early, and I feel like he's going to game plan to get the defense better. But I think the offense, if this offense plays like it is and Cam can stay healthy, and the way they was moving the football against um, the Seattle Seahawks, it's going to be a good – it's going to be a good good year for them. They'll get to playoffs. We don't know what they could do. Bill Belichick has a lot of experience in the playoffs. Yeah, they didn't look good last year, but I'm just saying, hey, we're going to figure it out. And plus, I mean, the Bills playing good, but hey, the Bills got to deal with the Patriots twice. And you know Bill, what he does when he got to deal with somebody twice. So I, I I feel like, you know, just looking at Cam was like – it was like it – was, it, was, it was fun to watch him last night. And at the end of the game, I knew it was a predictable play. It was predictable. We knew that, that – he was going to get the ball and try to run it in. Seattle Seahawks knew he was going to try to run it in, so they bunched the line. It was one of those type of things like, hey, I'm going to run the ball. Stop me. But Seattle did what you asked them to do. Stop me. And they made a big stop. So I commanded defense on that one play because he was dominating that one play the entire game. But they knew. They knew that play was coming again, which I, I for some reason, I don't know. I just thought, like, maybe he's going to fake like he's going to run it and throw it to the tight end or something. I don't know. But they couldn't stop the play. So, I mean, I don't – I'm not going to say it was a bad play. I mean, it was working the whole game. So, but, you know, sometimes, the Coach, you got to be predictable. Not too predictable, but try to make it happen. But I guess in this situation, they felt like Cam's strength could get them to victory. It was a great game to watch. Came down to the wire. It was very fun to watch that game.
I mean, Patriots bounce back this week. Seattle got Dallas this week. We'll see how they go, see if Dallas can gain some momentum playing against Seattle this week after that comeback victory against the Atlanta Falcons. Man, Cam Newton had 397 passing yards yesterday, almost 400 yards in the air. Nobody didn't think that was going to happen. They thought they were going to see a running cam. I mean, I, this this is just about close to the MVP cam when they went to the Super Bowl. Whew. It's going to be it's going to be good. It's going to be a good year for Cam, man. I really see a good year for Cam. I, I just again, good year. Good year don't mean Super Bowl in there like that. I'm just saying it's going to be a good year for Cam. So, I see a good year out of him. Of course, I talked earlier about Panthers losing the Bucks. You know, they lost to um Christian McCaffrey. But Bridgewater had 367 yards in the passing game. Whew. 367 yards in the passing game and still lost. And had two crucial interceptions. So that, that's definitely a, a crucial moment there. So um, Teddy got to do more now, buddy, if you want to get these guys to try to win the division or even get into the playoff hunt. And the playoff hunt is already a tight race. And it's just week two. We ain't got week three yet. You you got some work, buddy. You got some work. But, hey, anything is possible. Man, people, I'm going to tell you the top ten passing leaders in the NFL right now. Tell me your thoughts and tell me who you think is going to be at number one by week eight, week nine. Josh Allen leads the league with 729 passing yards. Matt Ryan in a – Meltdown yesterday is second in 723 passing yards. Dak Prescott has 716. Teddy Bridgewater has 636. Hustle Russell got 610, but he's still winning. And Rodgers still winning, of course. And Rodgers still looking like the guy that's going to go to the Hall of Fame. 604. Cam Newton is even in the top 10. 552. Jared Goff got 542. Matthew Stafford got 541. And they did, boy. I just feel sorry for Matthew Stafford. We'll get on that on another day. I just feel sorry for that guy, man. I hate, I, I just, man. And Big Ben got 540. Got some more raw thoughts for week two. What is the Philadelphia Eagles doing? Philly, you getting ready for the draft. Early. I don't know what Carson is doing. I don't know what the, what the Eagles are doing right now in the moment. They lost to the Washington football team last week, even though I predicted them losing them. But now, then they lose to the L.A. Rams at home. I don't even know what is going on with the Eagles right now. But it's not Eagle football to a lot of Eagle fans. But I'm going to tell you now, if you don't get together quick, if Dallas find a little pickup to watch the football team do good, those two teams will probably be at the top of the uh, of the e- NFC division, NFC East division, NFC East. And it's not – and I, I mean, I can't even say that because the NFC East division could be a very weak division at times. So I feel like the NFC West is the best division in the NFC right now. And that's not being biased, and I'm just telling you. Seattle, Arizona, the LA Rams are playing good. And four nines in the division. So that's a tough division. And, and by the way, people, the last two Super Bowls in the NFC have came out of the NFC West. 
the LA Rams, and the 49ers. Can we have another one? We'll see, right? But I don't know what Philly doing, but whatever it is, you better get together quick. Because I'm telling you, the NFC is a tight race early. And I'm not saying what's going to happen. We eight, we nine. I'm not going to say they're not going to get better. But at this moment right now, we don't know what they're going to do. You don't want to go down 0-3. That's going to be a tough climb to get out of unless you just go on a, a, a miraculous run. I ain't saying you can't. Again, I'm not saying you can't. But for me, I just don't see it. I can't see it. Philly? Yeah. Wake up quick. Whatever dream you in that right now, your nightmare you're in, you better wake up quick. Or it's going to get ugly. And your schedule don't get easier. So you definitely need to wake up. Bills. I'm going to go to the Bills and the um, Dolphins. I ain't going to lie, man. Bills and Dolphins, that was a really, really good game. Tell you now, man, Josh Allen. Josh Allen doesn't have this 417 yards in the passing game with four TDs. The Miami Dolphins win this game. I really, 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 really think that if he doesn't play this good, the Dolphins win. This was a, a, a down-to-the-wire game. It was a close game, 28-31. So he doesn't play this well, this game over with. Now he got a new toy in Stephon Diggs. So this gonna be this gonna be a really good team to watch in the Bills. I still got the Patriots beating because the Patriots can play them twice. It don't matter how good they're playing against other teams. I think the Patriots find a way to win the AFC East. But I really think the Dolphins would win if Josh Allen didn't play to this level last yesterday. Fitzmagic had 328 passing yards and two two TDs. So, I mean, he didn't even play so bad himself. But just, I guess, it won't enough, right? The Colts beat the Vikings. <laughs> Man, I, I, I really, really, really think Kirk Cousins' stats – his numbers are good. So people say the reason he get paid off his numbers. If you look at all his numbers over the past few years, they're good. But something about Kirk Cousins. I told people, like, situational basketball, situational football, I don't know what's going on. Maybe because Diggs is gone. But he was horrible in the first half. He had a zero passer rating. He ended up with 113 passing yards and three interceptions against the Colts. Colts are good on defense, by the way. I know that. The Colts are good. But Kirk Cousins end up getting paid again at the end of this year. He is robbing the bank in the faces. He he basically in your face robbing the bank. I, Mr. You like that. Mr. You like that. You like that. Kirk, no, we don't like how you playing right now. No, we don't. We don't like it at all. We don't like it at all. And I'm here to tell you. <laughs> that bad man Aaron Rodgers whooped you last week. The Colts will you this week. I don't know what Chicago going to do in the division, but all I'm going to say is now, you can't get too far behind. The Green Bay Packers still own that division, like I always tell people. As long as Aaron Rodgers is still playing, as long as he's healthy, as long as he's on that field, the Green Bay Packers always have a hold on the NFC North. And that's what it is. So don't get too far behind, Kurt, because uh, Aaron Rodgers is still moving. He's still climbing while you're still crawling. And sometimes you don't you crawl and you stop. And Rodgers still climbing while you stopping. So your numbers gotta be a lot better. You gotta put your team in position to win. 
You got to put your team in a position to win. You the leader of the team. You the quarterback. You the one they believe in in the franchise. They they put the franchise in. It's you. So I um I, I really just want to know like <laughs> Kurt, you, you better tighten up quick too. We two has been funny to me, man. It's been a funny week. Like it's just been funny. But Kurt Cousins, you better come. You better come with it next week or you're in trouble. I'm looking at the comments right now. Miss Gwendolyn Jones, what's up? I didn't talk about your Cowboys, man. Look, man, y'all just get ready for Seattle next week. You, you look at the beginning of the video, you'll see uh, me talking about the Cowboys. So I, I saw that uh, <laughs> your, your Cowboy talk. So I, I ain't going to beat you down this week. You know, you, you got me this week. I'm happy you guys got a win. You got Hustle Russell next week. Let's, we're going to talk again next week, too. Uh, Kansas City comeback was good. Now, the craziest thing in this situation was Justin Hubert found out five minutes before the game he was going to start. This guy wasn't prepared to play. He ain't played a preseason or nothing at all. This guy came out yesterday and threw for 311 yards. Passing yards. 311 passing yards a rookie. The one they drafted. But then, you know, head coach comes back out and says, um, tell us a starter. Whew. I ain't going to lie. I like Teller. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And I ain't got it against Teller. And I understand because I've seen situations like people say, you don't want to lose your position because of injury. No, Alex Smith lost his because of injury to Kaepernick. You know, it's other, I mean, it's, it's happened before. But what I'm saying is they drafted this guy for the future. I get it. I mean, right now in the pandemic, with um, no fans, being able to adjust now, this is the perfect time to let this guy play. If he loses, he loses. He wins, he wins. I don't know how well he's going to play the rest of the year, but if he if he played like he played last night, I mean, yesterday, they might be all right. I mean, of course, in the tough division, then he played against the, the Super Bowl champs. And played great. But I don't know what Tyrod would have done in that situation. I mean, he'll get another shot at it when they go to um, Kansas City. But but I'm just saying, like, I give Tyrod a few more games, see what's going on. But he would play well that just to come in on the fly. And, I, of course, everybody's always, you know, for him, he, it was on the level probably like, need all, they always tell you to always be prepared for your moment because you never know you're going in. And Justin Hubert was just that yesterday. Prepared for his moment, not knowing he was going to go in, but he still was prepared. He played well. So they got a quarterback right now, from what I see, and they got a bright future with Justin Hubert. We're going to see how this QB carousel goes on with the L.A. Chargers and see who's going to start and who's going to be consistent. And all I know is now, if he played that good, now Tyrod Taylor's about to, become, about to be started again. If he don't play well, people are going to be chanting or – where they ain't going to be in the stands because they ain't no fans. But you're going to see people on Twitter or people in their social media page or the organization page saying or, or ranting a chant to bring Justin Hubert in. So now this situation is even – it puts more pressure on Tyrod Taylor because he got to play well. Because you done seen what Justin Hubert did. He played against the Super Bowl champs. So everybody probably expect the L.A. Chargers to lose 2K to Kansas City. He almost pulled up the – he almost pulled out the upset. Almost pulled out the upset and played good. Now he has. Now you got Tyrod Taylor playing with pressure now because of the fact that they looked at this one game, and this dude didn't play good. So he didn't play one game. He looked good. People always gonna go to this one game, and he played good. Now you have Tyrod Taylor to come right behind that, and if he plays mediocre and not somewhat better, 
you want to hear people a lot of frustration in the locker room. So I'm looking at it as a, a level of that's not a good thing. I just hope this this works out well. And I hope it doesn't cause no QB controversy early, even though it's week two. So we'll see, right? We'll see. Man, game of the week next week, the Baltimore Ravens versus Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Baltimore Ravens are really, really good in the regular season. I can't say what they're going to do in the playoffs, but I'm going to tell you now, they're going to be tough to stop that offense in the regular season. The offense that they're running is going to be tough to stop in the, in the regular season. Playoff time may be a little different, but the regular season – we going to see. I mean, who who you got, people? Who you got? You got Kansas City, you got Baltimore. I don't know who you got. But um, I, I feel like this going to be a really good game next week. Really good game. Really good game. We just going to see who going to win. I ain't going to make my prediction yet on that. I'll bring my predictions back out Thursday. Well, no, Friday. My own. My own. Week three picks. But, uh. All right, people, here you go. Each and every week, I'm going to give you a raw pick player of the game on Sundays, from basically from Sunday. And right now, to me, although we do got a Monday game with Drew Brees and um, the Las Vegas Raiders, but the raw pick player of the week this week, man, is going to – I mean, I've seen a lot. I've seen some good games from Cam. I saw some good things from Russell. Saw a great game from, from Dak Prescott. But the player of the week for me this week is Josh Allen from Buffalo. 417 yards, four TDs. Really the reason why they they beat the Miami Dolphins. His quarterback play was superb. Without that, they won the one. I still look at the Cowboys, although Dak played well. You know, Atlanta Falcons had some meltdown too as well. But, hey, a win is a win. But, yeah, raw pick player of the week, people, Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills. Let's see what he do this week. With that being said, man, I got to go. You guys have a great Monday night. Have fun tomorrow. Enjoy something. Enjoy that Las Vegas Raiders versus the Saints tonight. Raw thoughts, people. I'm out.